Hello, welcome to the second episode of Ryan at the Movies. I want to give a big shout out to my friends and family for inspiring me to start this. Um, I also want to give a shout out especially to my dad and my mother, Scott Matthews and Heather Matthews, for being so loving and um, teaching me the ways of movies as I grew up. So today I'm going to do um, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. And this one, honestly, has gotten a lot of hate over the years. And I am honestly sick and tired of it. I think if you were to take out some of the, like, super, super bad scenes, super awkwardly forced romance scenes between Anakin and Padme, that it would actually be a pretty decent movie. I think that... This movie has a lot of cool action scenes. It also has a lot of really cheesy scenes. So I'm just going to start and basically break it down scene by scene and tell you some of the things that I like, some of the things that I don't like about it. And then I'm going to go ahead and rate it with my movie scale at the end. Um, so to start out in the movie of the Attack of the Clones, just to give you a preface of the movie, um, it sets place about 10 years after Star Wars The Phantom Menace. And there's a lot of turmoil going on in the galaxy. Because if you remember at the end of The Phantom Menace, you had the Battle of Naboo. And the Separatists were beaten by the Gungans. Um, but now you have the galaxies on the brink of war. And so you start out the movie, you have Padme... Um, and she just flies into Coruscant with her awesome-looking ship. And you think that nothing bad's going to happen. But someone was actually hired by a bounty hunter to blow up the ship. Which actually makes no sense to me because bounty hunters are the ones who are supposed to do that. But the bounty hunter hired another bounty hunter to do the work for him. Which is honestly a little confusing. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, it's not really important. It's just one of those things in movies that I've been thinking about that's just kind of stupid. Um, but yeah, so the ship gets blown up and the decoy dies of the queen of Naboo. Or I guess she's a senator now, not a queen. Sorry. There's a lot of things in Star Wars that aren't really explained, but I'm going to try my best to explain to all of them. Um, and so... The decoy dies, and then obviously Queen Amidala starts crying, and she's really sad. And so the Jedi Order decides that it is time to get someone to investigate who's trying to kill her, and also someone to protect her. So that's where Anakin and Obi-Wan come in. And keep in mind, in the first one, Anakin was a little kid, so now he's all grown up. And he actually hadn't seen Padme, apparently, for ten years. So they walk in, and they all meet... And there's this really stupid scene where Anakin just looks at Padme and he's like, yeah, I, uh, you've grown, Padme. More beautiful, more beautiful, I mean. And you're just like watching it and you're like, what are these lines, bro? And then Padme just kind of smiles at him and doesn't say anything. And then Obi-Wan, being his master, is just kind of okay with him flirting with a girl and you're like... Okay, um, <laughs> this is so dumb. 
And then they're just all talking about how they're gonna blah, blah, blah. It's one of the things I don't like about the prequels is just the fact that there's so much talking and not enough doing things. Like, there's not as much action as the originals had, and there's just they're sitting and talking, and it's just so boring and stupid. Sometimes, at least. And then, so... Fast forward, Padme falls asleep, and then there is the bounty hunter who was hired by the other bounty hunter <laughs> came to kill her, and, well, at least he tried to kill her, but then Anakin saved her life, and then Obi-Wan freaking jumps out of a window, and then he just, like, like, to this robot thing, and then they just, he flies with the robot, and it's so funny to me because Obi-Wan complains to Anakin that he's being, like, he's really impulsive and he does a lot of things that are stupid. And then it's funny because they switch roles and Obi-Wan does the most impulsive thing ever and jumps out of a freaking window. That's like, they're not like on the first floor. They're on like a giant, giant building. So that took a lot, a lot of, a lot of balls to do that. <laughs> so, and then... Anakin and Obi-Wan, there's this big, like, chase scene where they finally find this really ugly-looking girl who can shapeshift, and then she tells, she's about to tell them who she was hired by, but then they, um, Boba Fett shoots her. No, sorry, Jango Fett shoots her, I'm sorry. I get those names mixed up, mixed up sometimes. But, so yeah, and then... They basically, the Jedi Council decides that Obi-Wan needs to go investigate and then Anakin needs to be the one to protect her. And so this is where you get into the awkward, awkward love scene. And I'm just going to quote some of the lines from this. So they go to Naboo and Anakin tries to be funny and there's this one scene where Archie's like, and then like Anakin's just like, don't worry, we'll be safe. We have R2 with us. And you're like... Wow, that was hilarious, Anakin. <laughs> and then there's this, there's this one part where she's talking about her crush and Anakin gets all mad and he's like, yeah, I get the picture. And then there's another part, this is one of the most infamous lines, which is, it's honestly really dumb, where Padme basically talks about how she loves the beach and she loves sand and then Anakin's all like, I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and it gets everywhere. And you're just like, what the heck are these lines? And props to Hayden Christensen, the actor for Anakin, because he actually makes all these lines sound natural. There's another line wherever Anakin looks at Padme, and this is after they've already kissed, and he's basically just like, I'm haunted by the kiss you should have never have given me. You're like, ha haunted? What? You're haunted. Haunted. It's just, like, really, really stupid. And the love scene... If you're going to do a love scene, you got to make it pretty natural, in my opinion. And a lot of movies is really, really forced. A lot of movies, they do a really good job. I think one of them is The Notebook. They do a really good job of not forcing it. But this one, they do an absolutely terrible job. I know, I know, it's really unmanly to watch The Notebook. But anyways. But so they basically... Um, one of the coolest scenes, in my opinion, well, it's really boring before this, but so Obi-Wan goes to this, um, oh, I forgot about this scene. So Obi-Wan, he goes to this place that looks like it's a 1950s diner 
and he meets this guy named Dex who has like six arms and he looks at him and he's like, Obi-Wan, take your seat, I'll be right with you. And you're like, what the freak is this dude? And then they just like walk in and one of my favorite lines in Star Wars is with Dex is like, they're talking about the clones and then Obi-Wan's like, clone is, are they friendly? And then he's like, well, that depends. And then he's like, depends on what, Dex? And then he's like, on how good your manners are. On how big your pocketbook is. And you're just like, what What the freak are these lines? Sometimes I wonder if George Lucas was high when he created some of these scenes. Like, can you imagine him taking them to the producer and the producer, like, he pitches this scene and then the producers are like, George, are you okay? Like, <laughs> that makes no sense. But anyway, I mean, it is important in the plot, but it's just really dumb. They could have done something cooler. But, so Dex just tells him where he can find this, where the dart's from, and they don't even really explain how he knows that, which is okay, I guess. But, so they go, um, I forget what this rain planet is called, but it's basically where the cloners are, and he finds the clone army that was made, and one of the coolest scenes is wherever he sees the clones, and there's, like, thousands of them, like, marching, like, soldiers. It's really, really cool scene. But then after, he finds Jango Fett, who is actually the person that they used his DNA to clone the clones. Sorry, that was really redundant. But, yeah, clone the clones. I guess there's not really a better way of saying that. Um, but... And then there's this cool fight where Obi-Wan and Jango Fett, they go at it, you know, and it's one of my favorite fight scenes, honestly, in this movie. And then Obi-Wan, basically, he follows Jango Fett all the way to, what is this planet called? Oh, it's Geonosis. That's what it's called. So they go to Geonosis and... This is actually one of my favorite scenes because this is where you meet Count Dooku and this is my Count Dooku impression. So he meets Count Dooku and he's just like, hello, my friend. <laughs> and there's this, he's like, what if I were to tell you that the Senate is under the control of the Dark Lord of the Sith? <laughs> and everyone's like, that's not possible. We, we would, the Jedi would be aware of it. <laughs> And I just love Count Dooku's. He has some of the best one-liners. I'll talk about some more of them in Revenge of the Sith, but he has some of the best one-liners in Star Wars. They're so funny to me. Um, but then you have the arena scene where, fast forward, Anakin and Padme, after they've made out, they come and they decide they want to save Obi-Wan. And so they go to Geonosis and they try to save him, but they get captured as well. And there's this stupid factory scene where they, like, the factory doesn't even look like it's makes anything. And they don't even really explain what the factory's for. But Anakin and Padme get captured. And there's this cool arena scene where all the Jedi come and basically confront Count Dooku, um, who's a Sith now. And then all of them battle the droids. And it's some, one of the coolest scenes in the movie. I absolutely love that part. And then... They basically, they go, and Mace Windu comes, and he actually ends up killing Jango Fett, which is very, which is how Boba Fett basically gets all angry and wants to become a bounty hunter himself, I am assuming. If I was him, I would have done the same thing, honestly. Um, 
but basically Obi-Wan and Anakin and Padme, they go and they chase after Count Dooku. Padme gets blown off the ship and then they fight Count Dooku and it's one of the coolest lightsaber fights in the series. Um, Anakin's an idiot, gets his arm cut off and <laughs> Obi-Wan um, fights him and gets his stabbed in the arm and stabbed in both his legs, which would probably hurt from a lightsaber. Um, and then Count Dooku basically just, he, and then he fights Yoda. So Yoda comes in and does all these unnecessary gymnastics. And one of my favorite lines is whenever Yoda's like, fought well you have, my old Padawan. And then Count Dooku's like, this is just the beginning. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> I love that part because their voices are funny. And then they fight, and Count Dooku escapes, which I don't know why Yoda didn't just force that giant, uh, I don't even know what that's called, but he forces this giant object. He could have just forced it on the ship and stopped him, but he decides to save Anakin and Obi-Wan. And then Padme goes and hugs Anakin, and I don't know why the Jedi don't even question that he is just hugging a girl. But all of them, because the Jedi Order, you promise not to have any relations with any woman or if you're a girl any men obviously because they want you to be completely focused on protecting the uh protecting the galaxy and the republic um so i just don't know why they question that at all but i guess maybe the producers didn't think about that um which is fine it's not really that big of a deal but and then afterwards at the end of the movie you see anakin and padme get married and then all the clones line up getting ready to start the Clone Wars. And then you also see this really cool scene where you see Darth Sidious talking to Count Dooku. And Count Dooku actually um, basically gives him the plans for the Death Star, which is in the original trilogy. And it's just super, super cool to me how they have some easter eggs for the original trilogies like there's this one part in revenge of the sith where if you look really closely you can see the millennium falcon um yeah there's a lot more but i'll go into that in revenge of the sith but yeah so a couple things i actually wanted to talk about is the character of anakin um i think that the character of anakin is really cool just because there's a lot of parodies to the gospel of jesus christ um, so Anakin was actually, he didn't have a dad. He was born through the force. You remember in the New Testament, Jesus Christ was actually born through the spirit. And he didn't really have a dad. His dad was Heavenly Father. And I just think that that is so cool that Anakin is basically like the savior because he's the chosen one. Christ was the chosen one in the pre-mortal existence. And he was chosen to come down just like Anakin. And so Anakin Skywalker is basically the epitome of why there's so many parallels in Star Wars to Christianity. Um, and he's just a very cool character. It's sad that he turns to the dark side. Sorry, spoiler alert, but it's all good, I guess. Um, but yeah. And then one of the characters that I really love in Star Wars is Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm really excited for the Kenobi TV show. It looks so good. Darth Maul is going to be in it and Darth Vader is going to be played by Hayden Christensen again which is very, very cool. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi is really cool. He's one of the most humble characters in all of movie history. 
in my opinion, he's probably one of the best Jedi Masters in the Republic Age, if not the best. I think he's even better than Yoda. Yoda's awesome, um, but I think he's better than Yoda. Um, but yeah. So I also wanted to give a shout out to my FAG sister Lily and to my one of my best friends from my mission from my church. His name is Cooper Murray. He actually told me that I should do more impressions in this episode, and I feel that I did more of that, but I'm trying to get better. Um, but yeah, so I am going to now go through the scale of this movie. Um, let me find my movie scale real quick. Give me one second. Where is it? Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to rate each one. For those of you who are who have tuned into just this episode, is this if it's the first one you're watching, I basically what I do is I divide the movies into ten categories, uh, and the ten categories are plot, the plot, writing, the dialogue, the special effects, the character development, the pacing, um, how funny it is, so the comedy in it the romance in it and then action in it and then the contriveness and contriveness just means that it's not logical so the plot i think for attack of the clones i'd probably give it like a seven um just because it's okay i guess they could have done a lot better but the writing is probably a five just because there's a lot of stupid lines and dialogue the dialogue, I would say, is probably a four. <laughs> special effects, I would give it probably a nine. Just because the, the special effects in Star Wars are always cool. The character development, I would give it a... Oh, that's a good question. Probably a six. The pacing, I would give it... Actually, it has pretty decent pacing. A lot of people bash on the pacing, but it has good pacing. The comedy, I would say, is like a two it's not really that funny of a movie the romance is eh, six the action is a 10 and then the contriveness is probably this isn't that contrived so let's see seven plus five is 12 plus four is 16 plus nine is 25 plus six is 31 Plus 8 is 39, plus 2 is 41, plus 6 is 47, plus 10 is 57, plus 8 is 65. So I would give Attack of the Clones a 65 out of 100. So it doesn't really pass. Like if it was a test in school, it wouldn't pass the test. Um, let me know what you think in the comics about this podcast. I love constructive criticism my sister told me that i have some things that i could do better at um but i really love making this podcast it's been a pleasure but let me know what i can do better if you're my friends or family so yeah thank you so much for tuning in i really appreciate all of you listening to it i love sharing my voice so yeah thank you